Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide, and I got more guests on today. I got Phil Vallejo on again, Modern Day Sniper, and I have Pete from Precision Shooting Solutions with him, and we're going to have a little uh, three-way. We like those. Um, uh, going on today, talk a little competition talk, what's happening with these stuff. Hey, welcome uh, back to the podcast, Phil, and welcome on the podcast, Pete. Thanks, Frank. Hey, Frank, uh, thanks for uh, letting us use your platform again. And uh, I've been enjoying the podcast uh, that you've been doing. And dude, I just, I just enjoy what you're putting out, you know, <laughs> even if you're just sitting there <laughs> catching us up on what, what you got going on or, you know, uh, keeping us uh, included in today's drama of precision shooting. But I uh, appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the call they out call for the skinny jeans <laughs> <laughs> and, and before we went live i was just telling you how to throw away my only pair <laughs> he's making he's making it up he's got more than one pair. Yeah, yeah i'm sure you got like one for each day of the week who are you kidding uh, <laughs> i'll tell you what though i i, I like your sets like I, what brought it up is you know we, we, um your videos and and everything you and Kaylin are doing in your in your sets and everything, like I'm digging you with your with your pig back there and your light behind your rifle and, and stuff. They can't see it, but I could see it um, yeah. because we're on a Zoom thing. But no, I like what you guys are doing. It looks great, man. Great studio. Like I said, I have to step up my game now because you guys are bringing me up to another level. And it's like, oh shit, I got to get better again. Um, so well, you set the standard for us. Frank and I, we appreciate that, and you know, can't uh, thank you enough for what you've done for the uh, not only the cyber community, but for just the long range shooting community as a whole. So, definitely well, appreciate you. I appreciate that, but yeah, you guys are you guys are definitely doing really really good stuff, and 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 it it'll just keep everybody honest, you know, because yeah. you won't be able to take a shortcut, um, and, and and throw something out there off the cuff because you you know there's 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 stuff that's out there that'll make you look silly. And, and I consider you guys, you know, a big part of that, that, that will call people out and say, Hey man, this is how this stuff works. Not like that. Yep. So yep. cool. Um, Hey, we were going to, we, we're on this kind of kick. It's, it's the end. competition season must not have started yet for all you guys. Cause you must be bored because they're all calling me up and wanting to jump on the podcast and, and rail about the changes or talk about the new changes. Like you guys are looking at the different series, the local stuff. And just, I guess we're kind of talking mindset going into 2021, where people's directions are going. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we were just, we've looked at it for several years and I keep listening to the guys. We put on six, six to eight competitions here locally every year. And you, know, you hear guys talk, you listen, you see what they're, what they're interested in, what they like, what they don't like. And there was a lot of, you know, I don't want to call it discord, but just, they were asking for different things than what they were getting from some of the, some of the larger organizations. So we're trying to, trying to cater to what the guys want. And we've got a ton of, you know, entry-level mid-level shooters that, I mean, that, that is the bulk of our shooting populace. Those guys make up most of our match. Well, I, the so way we were trying I, to what the, I kind of see it in, in, in you guys. I mean, there's always a big, first time maybe second time crowd that filters in and may not continue or you know they've only done one or two or then their schedules change or they're not really that into it or maybe they drifted a little bit when they showed up um you know just because they didn't have uh like a mentor with them but that is a big number 
people who are who are just entry level, I guess, is a way to put it. Yeah, and like you say, you get you've got that bottom third of guys that are they're they're always turning over, right? They're either turning into mid level guys or they, as they stick with it and improve, or they're quitting. But there's always somebody popping in there with a, with a level of interest that wants to see what it's about, and that's the only way we can keep things going is to keep, you know, welcoming those guys and giving them, giving them an avenue to improve their skill set and, you know, making sure that we're listening to what they're saying. The guys that are, that are, that improve to a point where they're top level, even at a club level match, you know, they've got a shot at, at taking it next step further and going to bigger national two day level stuff. But that's not what's, you know, I, I, we always have that three to five guys that show up at our events and they're uh they're not what make the match though they're, right? They're not, yeah right yeah, right. right i mean there's gotta I wanna... be, well i you know uh, like i've been looking at some other sports and there's gotta be a better path for people you know like the 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 the, the yeah you know the entrance into the door of this is kind of rocky and like you one know, of you, the you, go ahead go ahead you look at there's guys that race dirt track as a hobby for their entire adult life. Yep. They, you know what? And they never go to the big leagues. They never do it. And they don't care. They're having a blast. And that's what the club level stuff translates to in, in this sport, right? There's guys that come in. They don't give a, they don't give a shit if they ever compete at a two day national level match. They want to get good in their own hometown or their own little league or whatever they want to, you know, they're just enjoying it because they enjoy the community. They, they enjoy the, the shooting itself but they don't want the rest of that. They don't care if they ever, ever get into that. No, and that's, and that's a, and that's a true story. I mean, I see it on the hide a lot. Cause I mean, I, I turned into, um, and this is kind of what we laugh about a little bit is the complaint department, you know, cause people get a little disgruntled and they know they're not going to get any, any sympathy in, in their own pond. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, you're swimming in this pond you become disgruntled about the activity that's going on and you start complaining to the other swimmers and they tell you, get out of the pond, you know? And so guys will call me up and they'll start venting and saying, Hey man, I don't like this. I saw this. And, and for years they may have seen things and overlooked them. And so you gotta, you gotta address that. You have to have that because those are valid complaints and those are toxic. And that's what goes. So I end up catching a lot of that stuff because everybody just wants to sweep it under the rug and hide it, you know, and say, Hey, it's not happening to us. Well, it happens to everybody into some fashion, how you address it just makes it either become a bigger thing like we deal with now, or it becomes a small thing where it goes away. You know, I mean, think about competition dynamics, they had that one cheating scandal where a guy had a pen and changed the score, right? Yeah. It was gone because they jumped on it, addressed it immediately. They didn't try to dance around it. They banned the guy from the deal. They did all this stuff, but they, they, it's, now it's, it's a dead issue. Instead of issues that constantly linger, you know, and I think that's what turns people off is they hear about something, they're told it's blown out of proportion, but then they start to see it over time because now they're aware of it. And I see a little bit of it. I see a little more of it. I see a little bit tiny more because now I'm looking. 
and that I think is what creates a bit of a problem. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, you, you have to address the entire group and not just try to um, exploit and promote the rock stars of the sport. Yeah. And I, you, you, yeah. you, you know what I mean? I couldn't agree more on that. You, you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's <laughs> if you got 60 guys at a match, which is typically what we have. Five of those are the same five guys that probably take the top five slots at every single event. Mm -hmm. The other 55 still show up. And honestly, if those 55 show up, there's a match If just the five guys that take the top five slot, five slots, I'm going to cancel the event. I need those 55 guys. Right. And, and, and I think that's a missing part of some of the conversations. And, and this kind of goes back to like as a match director, you know, me now with the big push of opening all that up to everybody. You shouldn't be limited to any series beyond how many matches do you want to host as a director. If you can host one every other week, you should be allowed to if you have the shooters to fill it up to your satisfaction. Absolutely. You, you shouldn't You've got be, the guys that want to shoot. Right. You, you shouldn't have a series telling you, you only can play with me if you want to do this, you know, because you have to pay for your property. You have to pay for your stuff. You have to pay for what you're doing. So the only way that works is, you know, a, a one time a year event might be like getting a bonus in your paycheck, but that doesn't sustain a, a, a facility, a match director. And I think the focus needs to be on identifying the better match directors from that standpoint and putting effort in behind them from the groups and then together cultivating and making an experience for the shooter. Yeah, and I think that's, we've talked about it before with, with the match directors that we're dealing with this year that it's, it's kind of a self-resolving kind of self situation. If you let everybody have a run at it, the guys who aren't doing a good job just won't get a good, good attendance, and they're going to go away on their own. Right. But give them the opportunity to hone their Absolutely. skills and, and to do more than one event because your, your, your experience is going to make you better. And yep. so if, if, if as in a match director, the experience is, I did my first match. Wow, that's over with. You, you, you're, 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 you're whited out. You don't know what happened. Yeah. You know, you're, you're <laughs> nuked and your first one, you know what I mean? But as you do it more, you get more comfortable. Yeah. Hey, the and first now one I did. <laughs> right. And, and even, Frank, uh, so, go ahead. Sorry. So you, uh, I remember listening to your podcast, uh, you know, a few months ago and you're talking about, it was like an after action in one of your courses and I mean, even a, a lot of your classes, you talk about how there's an influx of a lot of your students coming in and essentially taking a fundamental class to get ready for competition. And that's essentially how you've kind of catered a lot of your new instruction to even your paradigm shift from when you first started teaching in Alaska to now. Right. Um, how would, uh, so let me, my ask question to you is how many of the shooters that you get of your students are looking to essentially start getting into competitive shooting? <laughs> Um, they'll, they'll tell you in the, and, and so this is kind of a great story, a funny way to do it. Cause like Nebraska is a great example. When we did last year on the road trips, 
So we met everybody in Nebraska. Everybody shows up and yeah, and, and you ask them, why are you here? What are you looking to get out of the class? Cause we do the meet and greets. And so 85% of the class will say they're here to explore competition. And then when you're done at the end of three days and you give them a little taste and you say, all right, who wants to go to a comp now? It's down to like 45% that still want to try it. Because I'll, I'll, it's, it's the, the easiest way to say to somebody who says to me, oh, I'm going to do a competition. And I, I'll look at them and say, nah, dude, you're 65 years old. You got neck and back problems and you're all this. No, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Okay, dude, come here. Come on, right, barricade. There's your barricade, 90 seconds, go. Don't explain nothing, just say 90 seconds, go. And three minutes into it, they haven't got their first shot off. You know, so that's kind of what happens. But then you get somebody who you say 90 seconds, go, and they go, this is better than laying on my belly. I don't want to stay still. I want to fight with my gun. I'm going to move around and hunt. I'm going to do these different things. This better represents me. And that's that 45% that go try it. Alaska now has several monthly matches up there in season. Beyond the J-Bear, you know, Midnight Sun F-Class match. Uh, they have, uh, uh, Drayton has a little thing. Mainly he does a lot more LE and small stuff. But up at um, Talkeetna, there is a monthly one-day match that didn't exist prior to our classes. So. Nice. Yeah. So I'd say it's, it's, it's probably 45% Phil consistent who still want to try competition at the end of the day. So let's say seven, seven people, six people per class. Okay. Yeah. I, you, I mean, you guys, you, you, I, I know you did the pig, uh, was it pig Valley? one recently what was uh, pig river pig river um yeah yeah i mean a lot of those guys you're probably 75 percent want to compete with that type of person in to take your class yeah 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 no you're right i mean i would say we're about 70 uh 60 40 right now 60 people 60 percent are looking to get into competition because it's hot right and then the 40 percent mm -hmm. are just looking to just you know, uh, evolve as a uh, marksman. But I always tell shooters, right, you can attend all of our classes and you can be repeat, but I can only tell you to follow through so many times to keep your face on the gun, to have natural point of aim where, you know, you're just going to have to eventually figure that out on your own. Yeah. Through yeah. like, through like, through competition, right? To bridge the gap between what you experience in the fields as a hunter or in military law enforcement to going out in a competition and then, abiding by the conditions that the match director has set for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I give them high level best practice, you know what I mean? And we talk about, because it is repetition. It is something, I mean, honestly, I'd want them to do, you know, dry a whole bunch more times than I have the ability for them to do, you know, as far as that, which is why I don't do competition clinics uh, more so than the, 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 the alternate position stuff we do is, is, is high level enough that the hunting guys get equal amount out of it as the comp guys, you know? So I uh, like my Colorado class for mile high 
half of those guys are all hunters. They're coming to the Colorado class, even though I have, um, I have more like KYL racks and, and, and competition steel. They tend to be more hunter based for my class in Colorado, which is, which is crazy. But like, you know, the, the, the mobile classes, we see a lot more um, comp guys coming in to clean up their fundamentals. You know, and that's it, what we have up here in, in, in Wyoming is all, I would say 90% hunters out here. Right. Yeah. They're, you know, guys mm -hmm. with 30-06s mm -hmm. and grandpas, you know, uh, duplex, second focal plane, captor, radical. Yeah. We, we, you know, and in your time with your time with Gunworks was that way too, right? I mean, we yeah. <laughs> spent a lot of time bringing guys who, who started just l learning how to run that system, how to make better use of it, you know, and, and speeding up their processes and learning to shoot for someplace other than their belly. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's so, so prevalent here that, um, we don't run matches that time of the year because nobody shows up. They're all hunting. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would rather like a, a three day match. I would, I would rather like, um, 11 o'clock type of thing, do four or five stages and not really instruct anymore, but RO and let people experience it that way. But there's just not a big enough mix in my mind for my type of class to, for, to get away with that. You know, but that would be the easiest way to do is basically send them to lunch, create three stages, four stages, and then have a mini comp. And that's their final thing. And then do a fundamental eval and send them home. You know, that that's probably the best way to do that for, for people to experience. Because it is, they're great drills when you think about it for teaching. You well, know? yeah, we actually talked about that yesterday. We were, Phil and I were up looking at a venue for a, one of his classes and also for an event we're having here this summer. And, and, uh, you know, we, the discussion came up about guys saying that barricades or barrels or, you know, the, the PRS type positional shooting wasn't relevant, but then he's, I mean, I've, I've got an entire course built up there. There's not a single prop on it, but there's not, there's only one prone stage, right? Everything the, is, is terrain related. It's not that it's not relevant. Uh, the, 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 the skills required to shoot a PR, PRS match are, infinitely relevant what they're talking about is how many times are you going to throw your bag on a piece of lumber okay you know what i mean it's like a game changer on a piece of lumber what, what's this stage a game changer on a piece of lumber what's this stage a game changer <laughs> on a culvert then moving to a piece of lumber that's what's becoming impractical you know the yeah, game changer the game changer on a piece of lumber is a skill set constantly doing 20 stages with your game changer on a piece of lumber is boring that's the problem and and that's what people are complaining about they're not complaining about the skills it's the repetition and, so, and like today, variety for sure yes and, and i'll give you a great example um so i was out all day yesterday it was gorgeous today's another one i should i i, I should have told you guys no today because i could be on the range it's like 65 out um so Chris is it windy went, no I, it's I, not. Have, I had an issue I, I was when you were talking about it's windy out i was like man i'm glad that he has the same problem that i do when it's too <laughs> yeah. windy it's hard to capture your audio sounds like shit <laughs> yes all the time and cameras and, are it, cameras are falling over yeah yeah okay yeah. sorry go ahead no totally and 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 it, it was perfect so i'm out in um 
Chris was out with me. Chris Way was out and he's doing, so we were working together and doing some stuff. So I was going to film some really right stuff. Um, cause they got new products coming out next week. So I got to show some things that are happening. And so I wanted to go to this Canyon part of my range that you never ever see on video that I don't use. Um, cause there's the cows are there and it's kind of craggy and the way it is, but I wanted it as a backdrop to talk about the, um, like the laser range finder mount, the cinch mount, cause it was a better look. Well, I'm sitting there filming and I said, you know, and there's this short section where it's probably only two or 300 yards, you know, around where I was filming. And I went, you know what? This is a 22 jungle run. I can take people and start them here, run them through here, and I can run and gun them. And I can have a 45 minute course with a 22 from zero to about 200, 300 yards. And it would be fun as shit. And all I would be, all I'd have to do is start you on a run and say, Phil, you're up, go. I'll wait eight minutes and then say, Pete, you're up, go. And just send people off. And 45 minutes later, you're finished. How much fun would that be to go run and gun and have a jungle course and fight with your 22? That's what people want. You know, I think is I think you know the the stages are the problem more so than you know I I I didn't want to do that I didn't want to blame a match director but now I kind of have to because it's just becoming too repetitive where nobody's thinking of what they can do to mix their matchup as much you know like i like what you guys did and and i and i'm not and I'm, i sound like i'm lumping everybody in but i'm not you your gun works matched you had a prs day you had a field day mixed it up a little bit i didn't know what i needed to carry the second day first day didn't matter my car was close right i can go get whatever i wanted the second day i had no clue if you were going to make me walk and so I had to make sure I had the right bags with me that I wasn't carrying too much. So I thought about that. Everything I carried the second day at your match, I had a reason for because I did not know what you were going to do. And I had never been up there before and didn't see it. Didn't know that property. So that's the kind of stuff I think that excites people. You guys are all quiet. You're on a podcast. You're no, you're, no, 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 you're, you're, you're right. I, um, the, it's, especially out West. So, you know, I, I compete uh, East coast, West coast, uh, central. And you know, the, the dynamic of competition shooting is, is, you know, pretty, it's different, right? I mean, just out in Texas, I had shooters that had never held above a mill of, of wind on plate. And that's like, I was like, man, give me a mill any day. Like yeah. in Wyoming, I'm we holding, start there I'm, and go up. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding yeah. three mills all the time, right? It's like, uh, it's it's so weird to just hold center mass on a target unless I'm dialing for wind out here. I'm, I've missed more targets <laughs> because I couldn't force myself to hold center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, the it's kind of circling back in terms of like the sport and how to grow it, right? Because obviously, with with us three being in the kind of the industry, we want to see the the sport grow. Because when the sport grows, there's more money in everyone's pockets, you know, especially our sponsors, right? Um, or, you know, the industries out there. 
uh, in, well, it's more you know, students for to, you and I. Yeah. 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 And, and kind of going back to what, what, uh, you know, Pete was saying with his matches, you know, he, he would have, you know, 60 to 80 show up. And I would say I knew about 10 of them. And it was a typical 10 guys I would see at either a two day national or even here at a local match. And again, who, who's going to be in the top 10? It's typically one of us, right. Yeah. In, in, that, in that match. Same guys. But it's the other 50 that we have to be conscious of, you know, uh, of how, what kind of experience do we want to make these guys in order for them to come back, right? And then hopefully plan a little bug of, hey, you know, this is a, you know, not only an awesome community to, 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 to get into, right? But now they're able to, especially as hunters out here, uh, you know, take the skills and just be more efficient as a hunter. Because I'll be honest with you, when when I'm out here in the fall time, in like, or sorry, like right now, I was just at the range uh, the other day, and it's a public range. I was the only one out there for six hours, <laughs> filming yeah. heading down range. It's yeah. a public range, but when it comes to like the the uh, the season of hunting, when I was recording some stuff, I was there for like five hours, and I saw like forty people come in. <laughs> They came in, they set their, their rifle up, they put a target in, like, hey, can I go to that range? Set the target up, shot a couple rounds, and then you just see them get, bounce, bounce out of there. Yeah. That was, that's it, right? That is not getting ready for hunting season. You know, that's sighting your rifle in. <laughs> and, and it's like, how do we, you know, Pete's been really great out here is of trying to grow the community uh, out here for hunters so that they can just be more effective when delivering those shots that are, are really important in terms of ethical killing and stuff like that. And that's what, one thing I really learned at my previous job is how can I get these guys to really understand, Hey, it's not about the number, right? It's about how um, responsible you are when it's time to pull the trigger. You know, if, if that's even going to be a clean shot or not, right. Yeah. Not just because you have a system that's capable of a thousand yards. Yeah. And I showed them and I'm guilty of it. Like, Hey, this is what the system's capable of. But if I put you off your belly and I give you a, you know, 15 mile an hour crosswind and I give you a 30 second window to shoot. Cause most likely that's probably all you have. Right. right. <laughs> it just comes, the wheels come falling off the bus. Yeah. And, and that's where the, the competition side of things, right. The yeah. time constraints, you know, being able to, to build that position yep. and, and make a valid wind call and engage that target, yep. you know, in that we, we work, we work it on, on practice Wednesday night practices all the time, you know, um, I mean, that's a thing up. in itself is just building the position and to be on the target as quick as you can. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's a lesson in itself that people don't get. Even though I make fun of it, the three steps and drop your rifle on the bag. Yeah. It's that final three steps in that placement of the rifle it, to make it so one, it's pointed at the target um you know two that it's settled into the bag how you want it that you can get your mags and, and adjust your magazines and, and you and control the rifle uh, and and that's an overlooked thing for people uh, is that they don't realize that part of it that really the stage starts on the go and not on the placement of the rifle on the bag you know as far yeah, because as mentally you're already prepared whether it's right you know just prior to that stage or just from experience alone you've mentally prepared yourself to do what you need to do in the right order and without wasted movement right right you know, not throw it down three different ways you know put the bag down this way nope the other way i'll oh, wait one more time 
you know, how many, ba- how many different ways can you flip a bag around on a, on a piece of lumber? And, yeah, well, and, and just to kind of get to, cause it's in my head before I lose it. Um, I don't, with Phil, you you, you asked about like growing the sport and bringing people in and, and all this, when was the last time and, and go beyond the gap grind? When was the last time PRS had a mentor day? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that's the easiest, like I'm, and honestly, can I, and, and I'm just going to say, I don't care people here, listen, like whatever. I could probably give you a hundred ideas right now and just start saying them. No reference, no paper in my hand, no nothing. Just say, how about this? How about this? How about this? That they've never done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can off the top of my head, give you a hundred things that could have been done. You know, how come there isn't a, like a pop-up kiosk at Cabela's? A pop-up kiosk? Yeah, just like a pop-up like once a month at Cabela's to say, because let, Cabela's lets people come in and do stuff and have classes and do all different things. You can rent elements of Cabela's. I mean, they do the fishing stuff in the big um, tanks and, you know, but how about – Hey, have you ever thought of precision rifle competition? I see you're buying a Tika off the shelf. You know, oh, you went and bought the new Bagara over there? Now you can use it. Hey, you're getting your kid a 22. Have you heard of NRL 22? You know, it's, but the problem is, like, you're the match director and you can go to your local Cabela's. Is there Cabela's in Cody or something? Billings. A Billings. Billings, about 90 miles away. But you know what I mean? So Pete's the match director. You have a match. You're all in. Are you – yeah, it'll give you more money to go to Billings and sit there and to say, hey, come to my match. But wouldn't it be better if, if the PRS said, hey, Pete, here's 250 bucks or here's 500 bucks, or here's a tent, you know, a kiosk thing, a little pop-up tent with our logo on it. Here's this. Here's a, here's a kit that we built. We're giving it to you. And here's a couple bucks to buy you lunch. Go stand at Cabela's and recruit. And that's actually something with, you know, like the, the leagues and the, the little club level stuff that we've, that we're organizing this year. We know we've got a, we've got a, a batch of tablets and we've got a, a loaner mover and we've right. you know, got all these things where I got a new match director. who's just, you know, financially, what, I don't care what his reasons are. He just hasn't gotten that far yet. He hasn't got all this equipment together. Tell me, I'll get it to you. We'll make this happen because that's, you know, that makes his match more successful and that makes, brings more and more people into it. And hopefully those people end up at my match at some point and so on and so forth. I mean, it, it I, I talked about Scott and I mentioned this Saturday uh, with the podcast and stuff. NASCAR invests in tracks. NASCAR doesn't buy teams. They buy tracks. If you want to be NASCAR, you don't assign, align yourself to teams like they do today, right? PRS is aligned with teams. They're not aligned right. with, with venues. Shannon shoots for gap. You know what I mean? And he's, he's now biased himself to a team. NASCAR invests in venues. They buy venues and they make that venue good. They put fancy Wi-Fi, new seatings. They do little, you know, hospitality things. They make the venue so when you show up, it's an event. 
and they make that venue so it's the best race you can see. Okay. And, and that's what they do. They, they make the product better. They don't make the shooter better and the team better, but there's also uh, pathways. Um, the diversity program. Why is Bubba Wallace a, a, a driver? Diversity programs. We're going to mentor you through the series. And why aren't you teaching? Why aren't you bringing all your local club match people down to Tennessee and hosting an event for free for your local club match people to teach them how to recruit people into precision rifle shooting? I mean, now I just fed Shannon a million friggin' answers that I, I honestly don't want to, but I did because I'm talking <laughs> to you guys. You know what I mean? So, so there, so there's a, you know, uh, what I've seen on my on my social media feed, at least in the south, southwest, southeast, and you know, Midwest, uh, is you know the the, the local um, communities really having. I mean, because like down in Texas, they've got a match every right. week, every month. You know, right? And they average ninety plus people at every one of those. Yeah, yeah. and and what we what we don't That's have more than some of the two day yeah. national levels bring in, right? And what we don't have up here is that. I mean, I know a lot of it has to do with weather, right? But yeah, um, they rain population a lot density. though. They get rained on quite a bit. Yeah, the but, Florida guys you know, and stuff like. I bet look at Jim Saunders in Alabama. Okay. Yeah. That guy is out there recruiting, promoting, working better, better. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And, and what's the difference? If you look at it, they leveraged a little mini Southeast. They allowed them to go monthly, almost to weekly. They played a, like a little favoritism game in the Southeast, which opened their doors up to more recruiting. They didn't limit those guys like they did some of the other places in the country. You know, and they made it so you can go to those three, four local places and walk and drive around the circle within six hours of each other. And then you can, you can, you can now kind of round robin and score your points. That's exactly what we're doing. Exactly the same thing. In fact, we've got, we've got two, for sure, two, maybe three of those little four to six hour circles that are kind of cross communicating and putting their heads together and coming up with new ideas, how to make this better, how to, how to bring more people in, how to keep more people in. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, honestly, so, so, Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. So, so Pete, uh, you know, so we talked about this on our podcast and, you know, um, uh, Pete along with some other master directors started what uh, they call Western precision rifle. And it is all club level organization, but it's not like an organization. It's not a, attach the PRS or the NRL, right? It's just its own organization to help grow, not the sport, but grow the community of long range shooters. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's focused on the, on the community rather than the competition. The competition is, is stiff enough. You don't need to encourage it guys. You know, guys are competitive I, on their own. They, you know, and that's the missing thing that people never picked up on with Jacob and I in rifles only. We created a community of shooters. We cultivated it. We created a destination. When there was only four matches a year and two of them were ours, we made it a destination. I mean, there was other matches that started before mine and before that stuff. There was matches that competed directly with us that people never even heard of. 
I mean, running alongside Sniper's High Cup matches around the same time were Storm Mountain matches. How many people heard of Storm Mountain matches? Next to nobody, you know, because they, they weren't good matches. They didn't promote. They weren't in the clicks. And they didn't, they didn't succeed. They're non-existent now, you know. And, and what it was is we created a community where they had a hands-off approach. You know, you were lucky to be there. And, and that was it rather than, I mean, the food stuff is creating community. The prize table stuff creates community. How you do that is what creates community. And, and, and that's kind of the stuff that I think is missing. Although the, I think the grind is probably the best example of it. It's just, it's, it's big. And it, it's now kind of, you get lost in it. I think it should have been a little smaller or more than one of them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, the, the community aspect of it is is actually, I mean, I, that's been, I beat that horse enough. I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, I, I keep, I, every time I bring it up, I get shut down and the guys don't want to listen to it, but it's the truth. If you took the social and the community aspect away from an event, if you didn't get to just stand there and talk shit and, and bullshit with the rest of your squad, if you were just out there shooting targets under time, it would die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and, and honestly, every argument against what I say is always, but that's a nice guy. They're a nice guy. They let me have <laughs> that bag. Every argument, when I say this is wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, people go, but they're nice. They, they gave me a rear bag once. They let me use their game changer. So they're talking about the individual. They're just not talking about the high-level event. So yeah, right. it's, 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 it's being missed. But no, nah, there's there, – there's, there's, you have to cultivate people yeah, towards dude. this. I mean, even though, like you guys, um, take the best guys. Uh, you know who's a great example in your area? Nick Godarzy and um, what's the kid he shoots with? Millard? Yeah, Jake, 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 Jake Millard. Yeah, yeah. Millard. Yeah. All right. Millard. Millard? I don't know. However, uh, <laughs> the kid is being cultivated. He has yeah. Nick as a mentor. He's being walked through every, and he's, he's going to all this stuff. Allison's another one. She's being cultivated. And, and it's, it's, you know what I mean? There, there's these people that get cultivated and we, we hold up as a rock star because there's a support group around them. But then look at the ones that don't have that support group that come in and fade out. You know, and, and for every jake or allison there's probably four who faded away yeah there's you know i'd, I'd probably get i'll probably get lambasted for this but yeah. <laughs> that's it's right not, just blame it on it, me <laughs> it's yeah no i mean it's it's honestly it's not about being a better shooter it's it's about being a better person you know and if you can cultivate guys into like you're t you're saying we've got a group of 60 guys here that we, we say it in the brief every time we put a match on. If you've got to ask for gear, you're doing it wrong. Somebody should already be there helping you. And, I, you know, I, I've got 25, 30 guys that are they're pretty regular competitors. They're experienced. And I lay it at their feet. You should be taking – I'm only one guy. I can't take everybody of this match. You guys should be watching out for the rest of these people who are getting going, making sure they've got a piece of gear. If they don't – if a guy shows up – I did this to Philip the other – guy shows up with a Woolrich sock full of rocks – I hope that he's only using that for one stage. 
the rest of the day, he better be using something that, that he does, maybe just hasn't had the money to buy or hasn't had, even just had a chance to use. And, you know, well, that's the mentor be program. That's that. That's yeah, that. That's exactly right. How many times, to, well, how many matches does it take? If you came in on your own, I'm, I'm, I'm home in the pandemic by myself. And I look on the internet and I decide I want to do this because they're still functioning during the pandemic. So let's go do that. You know, that's my new sport because they don't care. And he shows up by himself. How many times do you think it takes him to show up before people really start including him? Three, four, you know, to a local. One if we're doing our jobs. Right. And that, but they don't. That's the problem. Right. right. They don't, but that's what I'm trying to, that's, that's where I'm trying, coming to. Me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we're trying to change. And, and the know, match director can't do it correctly all the time because you're busy, man. You're painting targets, you're moving things around, you're setting our rows up. You're scrambling as a match director on that morning of the match. So you almost need he, he's, a, yeah. a guy. He's relying who, on the community. Yep. Right. He's relying on the community of shooters that he's building yeah. in the area I'm to. Cult I'm cultivating that in, in the yes. brief, in the interactions I have with those individual shooters outside of the match, how I set this, you know, how I set up the, the interaction with me between each of those guys, you know, if lead by example, right? I mean, if, if, uh, if they need my gear, they can use that just the same as you use anybody else's. If they need help with, Hey, how do I do this? How do I, if I'm not showing those guys how I want it done, why do I expect them to do it? Right. Right. And that's the thing is you expect that, but what's happening though. I mean, the reality of it is the clicks send set, get off in their corner because they're talking strategy. And so now before a match and everything's starting on day one, there's nerves. I mean, I still get butterflies first stage, you know, um, there's nerves and stuff. So you're talking strategy with your group. People have clicked off and they're, and they're already prepared with their friends and their buddies and so you get these kind of people who swander and you get the, the token hellos and how you doings, but you don't get that um, connection until it's over usually because now the pressure's off the competitors and now I'm more happy to talk to you about what's going on because I, I don't want your mistakes to fill my head. So I don't talk to you as much on the first day. You know, and that's kind of what happens. And, and it's just human nature. It's not a bad thing. It's just, you need to understand that. And I mean, it's easy for me to say this because I don't want to run anything anymore. I don't want to be part of that anymore, you know, but at the same time, I'm not bringing in $50,000 sponsors where I could be paying people to do this for me. You know, why not take that and reinvest it into a, a, a welcome committee you know why not have guys that say hey if you're new it, you, when you're when you're signing someone in that first morning hey this is your first match you're new signed you up you put an asterisk next to their name you checked in okay go over there we're going to talk to all you new guys and have a welcome committee walk those guys through the course of fire and then we do that right but yeah i mean you know what every, i'm saying every single match yeah. But I go, yeah. Phil, you go to so many matches. Does any of this happen? No. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I shoot, I shoot for the love of shooting. I, obviously I, I, uh, I love, um, everyone kind of knows my reason why I shoot competitively, you know, why I put myself out there and, 
and uh, you know, it, it really just always goes back to my, you know, uh, military background, right. To inspire those that just have the ego of not being able to show up and get beat by a 15 year old girl. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's, it's tough to swallow. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, hopefully with me going out there, it's, it's, it's okay to get beat by a 15 year old girl or by your local dentist because it's just <laughs> going to make you better. Right. Right. Uh, I'm and, and, and every shooting venue is a, is a new battle space that I have to try to figure out. Right. You know, new wins, new props, new positions and stuff like that. And, uh, but yeah, you know, so I'm going to shoot like, like, uh, uh, Pete said, regardless of the venue, I'm going to show up and I'm going to shoot whatever the, whatever the case might be. But it's like, how do I get that local law enforcement aid uh, officer or, you know, that maybe just has a Remington 720 inch barrel second focal plane night force, right. <laughs> to come back with his duty gun again. Right. And like, you know, you know what you, know. you do? It's local law enforcement. Give them the fucking spot for free. Go to the thing yeah. and say, hey, go to the SWAT team commander and say, listen, dude, you guys have a standing invitation at my match to practice. No problem. If you don't want your name on my score sheet, I won't put your name on the score sheet. You know what I mean? Show up. You have a thing. It doesn't cost you nothing. We want you there because it's good yeah. training. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and that's, that's all it takes. Uh, go to the state police guys. Who's the who's the barracks person that's there? Who carries your long gun close to you if you're if you got um the uh, uh satellite things, you know? Uh that kind of stuff. Like I said, I normally, Phil, I think about this all the time. I normally don't say it out loud because I don't want to give the other guys that I'm not friends with like the answers, but these are the easy answers. And, and, Does it and, really matter if they're friends or not? As long as no, the but that gets now I'm saying it because I want to be a kinder, gentler Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Is that New Year's, New Year, New Year, New yes. Year, New Frank? Yes, New Year, New Frank. Exactly. So that's kind of where I'm going, and in, in, in saying it out. But I mean, you guys are on the right course. The thing is, 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 is maybe have a fam fire and have a thing in the morning for t- like a twenty-two. So the kids can come, hey, put it, put it in a paper, bring your, bring your kid with a 22 to, to a local comp and see what it's like. Throw it in your, your penny saver. You know, there, there's all that. You have to do the old school stuff as well as sort of the new internet digital, but the old school stuff tends to work. We just don't do it as much for marketing and sales and, you know, putting it, putting a, a thing in the paper, ha, bring up, bring so up. Let me, let me ask you, uh, Frank, about classifications. Like, um, uh, that's one thing that, you know, I still feel like it's not completely it's thought out or whatever. It's a, mess. it's a mess. Yeah. Right. So like, for instance, just shot, just got to finish the match, right. Two days. The first is a PRS opener. And right now I'm, I'm listed as an amateur <laughs> and, and, and it's cause I only shot one match last year. And so when they did their, whatever rankings, I was in like that lower and, and like once that sheet came out, I got a bunch of text messages like, Oh really? You're an amateur. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Right, Hey, you know what you, like, you, hey, you, uh, you know what the PRS mindset would tell you to do exploit that and use it and march on yeah. down the road. I was going to say, Frank, you, you want to be my pro at the, in the gap grant? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> But, but no, no. Um, so the, the classifications, like, ha, ha, like, I guess, how can we get better as a, as an organization or a community um, you of, of simplif- building these shooters? You have to simplify it. 
Um, it, it's unfortunate in a way in the beginning. The, the, the classification really just needs to be on paper and let the computer do it right. in a lot of ways, you know, but the, at the same time, this labeling pro amateur, blah, blah, blah. If, if they want to do really what it, it, like the AG cup, put all your pros in that. If you want to do it that yeah. way, you know, and, and, and that's kind of what they are doing. And, and, and I get that. But honestly, I think kind of in reflection, simpler is better. I mean, you can do the open and limited, and then you can do um, the the uh, uh, women and kids. Other than that, I wouldn't do any others. The the no production, like I said, limited. That would be limited. And if you want to limit limited, just do factory ammo. That's the limit. And then put a weight limit on it. No price limit. Never put a price limit on a gun or on a, on, a, on, a, on a, a thing, because that's telling people that's your minimum to get in the door. So the production- How about, how about a skill set uh, classification? So like, so for instance, you know, at the club level, you know, if Jake Bibbert shows up, the guy that has only been to two matches shows up and it's not immediately like, well, there goes, you know, first place, right? Oh, like, so how you, do we, want how hand, we, you want a handicap right, it like yeah. golf? Is it no? Is it handicapping? So, so uh, I'll let Pete explain. Kind (laughs) of. Well, they do it in all sorts of other shooting sports. They do it in in, uh, NRA high power and black powder and shotgun and. Yeah, but it's handicap. It's it's basically trying to balance the level to say you know your ten your Jake Vibbert's going to be twenty points behind everybody else to start the match. No, no, no. What are you What are you going to do then? Just percentage based, and basically you're just breaking it, breaking the the shooter body up into classifications based on what percentage they shoot of the winner, which is we already do, right? It's a, right, it's, but it's uh, yeah, paper, but like again, you're what, what good does it do? All you're doing is is you're dividing people up into boxes that now I'm not going to talk to you because you're not in my box. Think about the army, Phil. You got the wrong patch on, so I can't talk to you because your patch doesn't match my patch. <laughs> You know, but it does give guys the chance to compete within their their abilities. Not everybody's going to be a, a Phil Valet. No, but why? Why would why would that matter to you, especially in a local match? If Jake Vibbert shows up to a local match and he's going to smoke everybody by you know ten stages out of a fifteen stage local match, um good on that. Go learn something from them. You don't, you don't change. There's no, there's no handicap. There's no offset. The fact that Tiger Woods showed up to your competition sucks to be you on that day. (laughs) (laughs) You know that, that, sorry, that's, that's what it is. And you know, what's telling you, you got to practice more. If you fall that far behind Vibber, that's telling you he's doing something. You're not practicing. Well, well, okay, no, well, let's let's take this couple steps back. Jake, Jake Vibbert and guys like that have the sponsors to compete and 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 experience, right? And we're talking about the the the, uh, you know, the working. Cl- I'm not saying that Jake Vibbert's not a working class guy, but one thing that I've, I've I've started to realize, you know, especially at Modern Day Cyber and the the audience that we're bringing in is guys that you know maybe can't you know, snake away for a weekend. Yeah, but, but that's, you know, cause he's supporting a family. Why does that guy want to be classified? Uh, why would he want to be classified? I, I guess just to, to see who in his, 
uh, but he can see that by score. Know, not ability group. Ability group. He can. He can. But you're not he can measuring see. him against. Yeah, you're. You're right. He can as a whole, but he can't. He's not competing. If you. If you right. have. So why put a label before, on him? If he's interested in that, he can go look. But instead, now you're labeling everybody. Now we're gonna get snowflake, right? We can't label people. Um, we don't want to label. But we the, look at uh, shooting sports as a whole. I mean, there's 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 shooting competitions that have been been viable venues for for 30, 50 years. PRS isn't one of them. No, but the, the, I don't think there's like I don't think there's a need um, because we're we're a different kind of sport that way. You know, um, we're, we we haven't bro we haven't grown big enough to have to break us down smaller. You know what, what I mean? Uh, I would probably say when your venue has a thousand people at it. Your ve uh, your venue or your 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 venue sport as a whole. Your, your venue. venue. When K and M is hosting a thousand people, then they can break right. them down into classifications. Look at archery. Go look event, at the. Right? Uh, but the, the the thing is is is, like I said, if we simplify it, we got open and limited. Jacobson open. Your working class guy's probably going to be in limited. So that's why right there. Well, because uh, is if he's working by gear class, or is he, by ability, by gear, is he going to be hand loading all night? Is he going to come off his job, go home and hand load all night for a match that weekend? Probably not. That's what I do. Well, you're, you're into it. You're match directing and you're, you're an anomaly. Go, go to your match and find. No, how many people? I'm not an anomaly. No, how many people at your local match? How many people at your local match hand load? Every single one, with the exception of maybe the maybe five to ten guys, maybe. Then that's your that's your divider, really, because it's, uh, it's hand the, load versus yeah. factory. Yeah, because factory's the factory is the equalizer. Factory ammo equalizes it. So I rebarrel my gun to 26, I got it 308. And the rules say I can rebarrel my gun because you're going to have to rebarrel your gun. Okay? Right. So I have my gun with a 26-inch barrel, and you have your gun with a 22-inch barrel. Okay? We show up and you hand loaded and tuned a load for your gun and I hand loaded and tuned for a load for my gun. We should be pretty equal at that point. Right? No. You don't think so? If we're shooting no, the same caliber and shame everything and we both hand loaded. What if I put in 30 hours a week practicing and you just- No, 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 no. We're not talking about that. We're only talking about the gun and the bullet. Uh, not, 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 our, not the people. Just, just equipment. Just equipment. Just equipment. Okay, Okay. So yeah, we we have the same close. gun. We have four inches of barrel different, but we both hand loaded for it. Okay. Our, our we should be pretty good. Now we take that same mindset. You have your gun with a twenty-six inch barrel. I have a twenty-inch uh, gun, same caliber, out of the box, a Tika. I got a Tika with a twenty-inch barrel. I'm now shooting factory ammo. There is no way on the planet I compete with you. I got a 20-inch factory Tika. You got a 26-inch with hand loads. Where place last year? Uh, I don't know. With his Savage? With his Savage, his factory ammo. Oh, I don't know. He plays extremely well. He yeah, kicked but, a lot of open guys' ass. Yeah. And I could see that. Sad, but Satterley's also another 
of he's like saying well, yeah, I mean, using them, yeah. that's like right. saying vibbert beat pe people you know yeah. but the, the, the thing yeah. is is if you're putting if you're putting 10 guys in a um in a classification that aren't scott satterley or jake vibbert it should be pretty balanced yes the better shooter is going to rise of course but they really, as a group, don't have anything to complain about equipment-wise. We all have factory ammo. We all have pretty similar calibers because factory ammo only comes in certain calibers. You know. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for with with you real quick, Frank. Mm -hmm. So essentially, in terms of skill-wise, if if I showed up with my race gun and I handed it to an experienced or let's let's say uh you know, a shooter that's been in a couple of matches, you know, it's out of work to her, stuff like that. And I grab and we are like, Hey, we're going to switch. I'm going to give you my ammo, my rifle. You're going to give me your rifle, your ammo. And he's got, you know, a somewhat of a custom build. Um, I, I guarantee you based off my experience, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to. Yeah. But that's the game. Him. I'm probably going to beat him. But that's again, you, you, what you're saying. But that's, but that's that, yeah. How, yeah, but, yeah that's but you know what you're experience. missing, Phil? You know what you're missing? That guy's now got it, has a choice. And this is what everybody's overlooking it and why we're all as good as we are today. You have a choice to make. Phil just beat me. I can step up or I can step away or I can stay where I'm at. If I don't practice or get, try to do anything different, you're always going to beat me. Yeah. If I say, why is Phil beating me and I take efforts to get improved, now I'm going to get to your level because that's I, the standard. I, I yeah. I can't you're argue the, with that. Yeah. Right. You're the standard. And then if I don't like that I got beat and I don't want to practice because I got a job, you know what they're going to do? They're going to walk away and don't invest in that guy anyway. I guess we're always – I always look at it as you're, if you measure yourself against somebody else's yardstick, you're always going to come up short. Right. But, but the thing is, is now you have a, you have a number to shoot for. You have, you know, you did it, Phil. Who did you look at in competition when you first started your first match or second match? Who did you say, I want to be as good as that guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I had those people. Yeah, right. we all did. Right. That, and so now you want to take them away and move them to the side and put your own so you'll never say, be as good as that guy. Because you want to, you want to get you want to give them a classification to make themselves feel good about themselves to score higher classification is just meant so you can score higher among the crowd with guys within your own ability level i mean uh, not every guy that yeah, comes into it, this is ever, no. ever going to win a match as but a wait whole. a minute he, i know but, where my level is now i'm i cannot compete like i used to i'm old and broken and i recognize that my shoulder hurts my neck hurts my eyes are failing I can't see as well. I have a choice. I could retire from competition altogether, or I can go show up and know I'm going to be in the 50th place now and have everybody go, well, look where Frank scored, which is why I loved when I went to competition dynamics and my name wasn't on the sheet. Because everybody was looking for my name and it wasn't there. I mean, yeah, we have you and I would all are always going to have targets on our back, right? Right. So to yeah. me, to take the target off my back as I get older and fall out of out of podiums makes it a more enjoyable experience. I already played the podium. 
Yeah. I'm done. It's now, you know, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm going to be Aaron Rodgers, man. I'm going to go home and Tom Brady's going to show up. I can't beat Tom. You know what I mean? And, and, and as good as Aaron Rodgers is, he's only been to one Super Bowl and he ain't going back because he's just missing that one thing. It sucks to be Aaron, but he's got a choice to make now. He can bank and go home or he can keep competing until he's done. Don't make choices for people. Well, I guess that's where we look at the classification side of it being, if you want to be a C shooter, shoot better, be a B shooter. Right. Yeah. If you yeah. want to be a B shooter, shoot you, you, better. To me, the classification should come at the end of the year. Yeah. The classification. Well, they don't, they don't, they don't uh, affect the outcome of the matches right. individually at all. You know, it is, it is more of a year long tracking um, yes. At the end of your season, at the end of your 2020 season, you were this guy compared yes, to everybody absolutely. else. But during right. the season, don't worry about it. No, during the season, you're shooting an open or you're shooting right. in, in ladies or whatever. But I mean, make right? it easy. But, but yeah, but now you can measure your, your, if you're an A, B or C, you can measure that against, let's say a shooter that you maybe never yeah. even compete against during the year, just because of geographical separation or whatever. Right. Um, I like that. You know, you can you can look at that and you can say, okay, so and so over here, and maybe we're friends on Facebook, or or I met him once, or whatever, and I'm never shoot with him throughout the year, but I can see that that hey, we're both like upper B level shooters right now, and at the end of the year, if I get to shoot against him, I get to see that's that's who I'm competing against, not the Vibbert. I'm yeah. somebody else. Right. That's at I my mean, level. it's it's easy to hold up like Jake and just and to and to use him as an example. Yeah, and we keep throwing that name around. Right. But. No, and I get it. I like you know. I talked to him the other yesterday. He was on the phone with me. Him and I were talking. Um, or texting rather. Um, the the thing is, the it, it's it's stick to the middle. Stick to the twenty fifth place to seventy fifth place. You know, and focus on those guys. 25th to 75th, do everything you can to work on those guys. The fringes, you know, 75 to 100 need help. That's a special case. The top 10, they don't need you. Yeah, right. right? You know what I mean? Top 20, right. Yep. So the, 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 if you focus on the 25 to 75 crowd, that's what's going to make your bread and butter because you know what, when them guys start bringing, cause now you have 50 people who are going to bring somebody else. The top 20 guys are only going to bring in, you know, so many people cause they don't want competition except for their best buddies. They'll only bring yeah. their, their, who they think is going to track alongside them and be capable with them. Like, uh, you know, and then, the, the 75 to 100 aren't bringing anybody because they can't, they're, they're floundering as it is. They're fish out of water. It's those 50 in the middle that are your bread and butter. And if you put your effort on the 50 in the middle, the rest will work itself out. I think that's what the classification system does. You know, it gives us an opportunity to recognize that them separate of the but top what's, five, what's, 10. Right, what but what's the variety of them? If you think of, if you break them down into a variety of people, so you, you, you might have, you might have a, um, a, a junior, okay? So you got X number of juniors. You're going to have women mixed in there. And then every other guy is just a normal guy. So the only standout 
in the middle 50 are the juniors and the women that, that score high, that then become, you know, the skyline people, the Allisons and those kind of stuff, the ones that, that are up there, you know, pretty high up in, in that thing. But the only other thing you have is women, if you wanted to separate them out. And then a woman they're, they're, today with their husbands, you know, they might have their hand-me-down rifle or they're getting a rifle built. So they're either open or limited again. The husband's either going to be hand-loading for them or he's going to toss them factory ammo. And so it kind of simplifies itself if you don't have to, if you don't kind of break them down too fine, you know, too granular, just do high level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they're, why only three instead of, you know, because I know some of the different shooting sports get into, you know, six, eight, ten more classes. They're, but they've got a We don't a need it. We're not doing that. No, not, we don't no need absolutely it. not. Right. You know what no, I mean? Keeping it simple and, and, you know, giving guys, giving guys a chance to see their improvements against guys that are of similar skill level. And then once they get to that, they can move on. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely think, you know, I like the, the, you know, cause one data point, you know, you show up at a match and let's say you do really well, right. It talked about, mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. and, and you know, now it's considered a class or whatever, but if you spread out the whole year, then they're able to identify, especially if they hit X amount of matches through the, you know, through the community, right. They're able to really see where they're at. And it's yeah, more data right. points and average. Yeah. Of well, well that's it. And, and you guys just answered your own. If, if like you, you only shot one match last year. So your, your classification skewed. So yeah. what you would yeah. do is you would have to go and, and you would have to create a system that said, you know, classifications only come into play if you shot a minimum of five matches. And this should always be just paperwork at the end of the year. So now you have a, you have a, a, a come, you know, 20, uh, in December of 2021, yeah. December 2021, you shot six matches. So you shot enough. Yeah. Your qualification is X with those yep. six matches that carries you into 2022. But if you only shot three matches, then you can go on a back qualification or something, or you just become a general open. Yeah. Unclassified. Unclassified right. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually got this in place already. You know, you don't become classified until you shoot the correct number of matches. And, and to me, that should, should just be an end of the year thing. You know, it shouldn't be well, like, think about you as a match director, Pete, do you want to have to be juggling this every time you put an event on? Why not just have an event, host the thing, let the software do all the work. Then at the end of the year, crunch numbers and decide what people are rather than trying to do it. Yeah. Already does that. I mean, it literally will kick me out class leaders with a push of a button. I don't have to do it. Exactly. So let the software do it and not worry about it. It does. But then, then don't, like I said, we're, we're, why it, the software is so powerful if they want it to be like i said how hard is it to kick a score out to the nrl to kick a score out to the prs all through practice score where each series you can have a match with 10 different series uh, uh participants nrl prs best of the west border you know border uh, wars all showed up at your event and practice score just at the end of the day kicks the score to their respective series it already does right. I mean, the tools are there I've got right to lose, so why do you got to be why do you got to say or why does series have to say if you shoot for me you can't shoot for them 
No, we don't. And that's actually something we've talked about at length with multiple. We've got another series that's running on. Well, it's your Pawnee guys and Cheyenne and Laramie. They're, they're doing their a little deal this year as well. Yeah. And we've been back and forth with those guys as well. Yeah, I mean, that Colin Fossen, somebody to talk to. He knows. He's been doing all this a long time. I know time. Colin well. Yeah, Colin's yeah, a great talk. resource um, for yeah. that and stuff. And we're actually working with the Wyco stuff in conjunction with ours and looking at, you know, using a similar classification system across the board so that guys can see that, you know, okay, I'm shooting against Colin Fossen, so to speak. I've never even met Colin Fossen, but I know. I, honestly, what you guys are doing, and I know where you're going with it, Pete, and I kind of, I'm reading between the lines a little bit, like watching your faces and stuff. People can't tell I can see, but um, what, what it is is people don't want to feed what's going on with the big series. So they want to create their own little system so you can still grade yourself at the end. So what you should be doing, exactly what you guys are doing, is creating your group in Cody, the group down here in Cheyenne. Let them guys compete. If you happen to cross-pollinate every now and then, no big deal. But then create a sort of neutral place for those to compete and compete against each other. Yep. Your group that's and exactly that group. where we're headed. Right. And that's the way you'll have the fun and be able to do that. But in the meantime, on your monthly match, go simple. Yeah, and they and, are. I mean, and, none and, of that comes into play there. Exactly. Don't, I like that. That's that's. Don't yeah. worry about the the high it's level. It's more of a. Yeah. It's there. It's a digital tracking. The guys can look at any time they want, but it doesn't exactly. really come into play. You know, they can log onto the website and they can go. Oh, so you see, now I'm uh, now I'm in uh, whatever you know, sixth place as a B class shooter, whatever. That didn't come into play the day they shot. They shot in open or they shot in ladies or youth or whatever their class was, but but their score got tracked and it got I, added to the season. Tell it's honestly, all digital. It's really the, right. Not. The, the, the digital is the answer, but the, to me, the best thing is, is if I just know at the, you know, in an individual match, it becomes consistent. I'm a 62% shooter in this match. I shot 62%. The next one I shot 57% of possible. Okay. So that's my only metric at the end where my classification should just be that percent. Then you could say, okay, I shot six matches, and at the end of the year, that makes me a 61% shooter, averaged out. What does 61% mean? Well, then you, put, you apply a number to that, but you never do anything more at any given match other than to say that person shot what percent of possible, and they can look at it compared. So... I shot 61%. Jake Vibbert shot 87%. Well, now I know what I have to do to get better. Right. And while it looks like Jake smoked me, I'm really not doing that bad. I'm over 50%. And, and, and we only can, Jake, I'm only using your name because you're the name people know. So we'll just throw that out there. Um, sorry about that, dude. I, we don't mean it. We don't, I, don't take it personal. He knows. Um, anyway, the, the, you know what I'm saying? And that is your classification. So now at the end of this season, I'm a 61% shooter. And you can say, this is an expert. We could just go back to boot camp, Phil. From here to here yeah, is an expert. Yeah. From here to here yep. is a sharpshooter. And just make a new name up. Right. Yeah. 
I personally like the classification just because again, it gives people incentive to, 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 to compete against their, their class. Right. But you know, I'm in the same headspace as, as what you talked about earlier, Frank is like, man, if I get beat, like I need to ask myself, okay, how am I, how am I going to get better? Right. Right. But I understand, like, I'm starting to understand too, again, with the people that we're attracting in modern sniper is that some people don't have the means to be able to do that. Well, yeah. but you right? can, like you... I'm shooting like this year, like this year I'm shooting, I, I mean, I'm shooting at least 12 to 14 matches this year. Right. Two days, it, two day, two day national level matches in order to be able to, and this is just my personal goal is that in order to be able to keep up with the top 10 in the nation right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are my, those are my goals. Right. But I know if somehow I'm able to, you know, maybe shoot a, uh, one of these guys matches at Western prison rifle, right and and they catch me, those guys catch me on a good day right on their good day on, and not yours yeah on their good day or, <laughs> or my good day or whatever right right like it it could be right it's like and we and, and and we have a ton of guys that are that are at a level where yeah but you can, can spell out you ahead of time you. phil you can spell out uh, ahead of time what the percentage means so if we know we're going to work on the percentage, do. yeah. So if you know percentage of possible, and if that's going to be on every score because practice score does it, then you're right. already giving them a classification that they can follow along with, but you just have to name the classification ahead of time and then just use yep. that one percentage number and not make more work for yourself because it's still, it still gets granular at the end of the year where, where I could be – Sharpshooter, sharpshooter, expert, sharpshooter, expert, sharpshooter, and I average as sharpshooter, right? right? Where somebody can go sharpshooter, sharpshooter, expert, 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 and they average and they end up averaging expert. So then, but then you can say to them as well in your classification of open or limited. So in, in overall competition, everybody, you're a 61% guy. In your limited division, you're actually an 81% guy, okay? So that's how that you can take that same exact number and just use that one single data point and have it work poor divisions. If you're a woman shooter, right? And you're shooting a 61% overall, but as women go, you're the top female shooter and you're a 95% over other women, that same number works in scales. You know what I'm saying? So overall, I'm a 61% guy. In my division, I'm an 85% guy, you know? And, and that's, what you, that's what you look at. Yeah. It no, still works exactly for just where we, one, right, one number and just one give it- One data point. And, and just give them a name, you know, whatever that has to be. You know, if you want to say, if you want to call them a pro and say, if you're in the 85 or above percentile, you're a pro. If you want to call it a journeyman or something and you're, you know, 65 to something, you're that, but whatever name you give, it don't matter. Yeah. Like I said, expert, shot yeah, shooter, we, marksman, yeah. who cares what it's called? Yeah, we, And we didn't even feel the need to, to give it a name. It's just A, B, and C. Everybody knows that A is above C when you're, right. when you're classified. <laughs> and just you know, I mean, put a percent number to it. A is, per, per, 80, and is exactly what it is. A, 85% is A. You yep. know, down to 65% is B, to 55% is C, and so on. You could do it all the way down, and then you could have a yeah. gazillion classifications. Yeah, any, any 
as many as you wanted. It's just numbers. It's not right. any extra work except I would, a little bit I of would Excel stuff. Less work. And I, to me, what I'm seeing in hindsight, less is better. Yes. It's yeah. kind of what I'm yeah. saying. Simple. And we, you know, looking at not, not imposing a whole bunch of like, you have to do this, you have to do this. It's like, I want the versatility that each match director can bring to I'd rather with you, his creativity. Yeah. I'd rather you focus on stages than classifications. Make right. a good I mean, the classifications stage. is there for the shooters, mm -hmm. but the quality of the match is definitely a focal point, right? We want, yeah. we want he's guys coming to come he's and coming have fun. back because he's, he's enjoying himself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, work on it, work on better stages and more variety in stages, more, um, practical, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, mix things up. You can use this here. You can't use that here. I mean, we're, you're kind of just talking about guys with equipment and guns. I can tell you out with AI last week, shooting my AX compared to the ATX, it's night and day difference. The same barreled yeah. action. It's night and day. Just the, just, just the, yeah, just the chassis system itself just creates a whole different experience for the shooter. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and so, Everything else is identical. It, yeah. It's it's the same gun. It's a different chassis, and and yeah. it's night and day to see the difference. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what what I'm at. I mean we can we we can spend too much time getting too granular and, and grinding it down too far. But at the end of the day, I don't think we have to because we're we're Cro Magnon, man. We're just friggin' grunts with guns and. Let's just go do it and have fun and, and, and drink beer when it's over, you know? And it, it, yeah. And yeah, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. Go ahead. No, that was it. That's, that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think what Pete's go got going on with the Western precision rifle, I'm excited for it. Um, and I, I, you know, it's in, especially, I know that a lot of guys in this area, you know, that when I talk at practice, stuff like that, they listen to you, Frank. And, you know, we're always, you know, um, my, I love when you say idea, idea, ideas, ideas. Yeah. <laughs> idea in a headlight. Uh, but you know, hopefully the guys in this, in, in this area, because there's not much, you know, it's, it's tough to travel out here, you know, um, I yeah, it's, it, it's a ride. Uh, yeah. But now that the Pete's bringing this to life, especially in the Northern Cody area and Southern Montana, if you guys are in the area and are listening, check it out. Um, I'm excited for it. This is the and future. Hopefully... What you guys are doing yeah. and creating the community locally is the future of the sport. That this sport is only going to grow with more Pete and Phil's being yeah. in Cody and the next the guy in the level. next, right. I said to Scott, you listen to podcasts I just put up this morning with him. Um, the, 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 this is still grassroots and the idea that it can't change direction on a dime is ridiculous. If, mm -hmm. if something happened this weekend at a match, there is nothing on the planet that says Monday morning, you can't fix it. The, 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 the idea that these series pretend they can't adjust something because it's midstream is the dumbest thing on the planet. And they're lying to you. They're just don't want to address it. So like I said, I would focus on the product, focus on the middle people and, and not worry about all that crap. You know, you guys are doing it yeah, right. No, this whole area is right. It really is. And we've, I mean, there's, there's actually 
there's a ton of shooters in this area that just feel like that this is what they want or this is what this is what I've been hearing. So that's what we're responding to. Oh, I hear it too. They definitely want, I mean, kind of like I said, why I was looking at the 22 jungle run because nobody yeah. wants to do the same thing over and over again. They're getting tired already of, you know, a bag on a lumber, bag on lumber, bag on lumber, you know, it's like, a... <laughs> yeah. so we do, we do things like 40 foot scissor lifts and <laughs> but, which, but, you know, which, it's, it's kind of fun stuff. Make, I mean, climbing up. It, it is fun. Yeah. I'd put a ladder on the it, scissor lift and make them climb into it. You know, that kind of stuff. And <laughs> yeah. How did yeah, you, I'm, how did you get up in the scissor lift? You know, well, I had oh, we, we raised and lowered it all day, but nah. you know, we'd, we'd load two guys at a time, send them up, have them shoot the stage, bring them back down. And you know, it was, bungee it, a ladder it was fun to watch. Them, yeah. Bungee a ladder and make them climb. It was actually more fun for the, for the, you know, 48 to 50 guys that weren't in the scissor lift. It was more fun for them than for the guys shooting. Oh, totally. But, and that's part, but you know what? It's, it's, that's what people will remember. Yes. Because it's different. It's the same exact stage, but it's just different enough that it's not a piece of lumber. Yeah. You know, and you know what I judge things by is, is you look in the week following an event, you see how many people's, and this, I know you're not huge on Facebook, but you watch social media and you see what picture comes up the most. Right. And that's what I look at. That attended. Yeah, I do too. You know, I'm looking, I'm seeing like eight guys that came up this match have a picture of that scissor lift as their profile pic on Monday. Right. And, and like Phil was laughing about it, um, the three steps. Three steps yeah. comes from watching Facebook videos. And that everybody's starting off three feet away from the, from the prop and taking three steps and dropping a bag. So I'm, I, when I do scan Facebook, you know, I just run down the timeline and then I'm off. What I see are people taking three steps, dropping a bag and shooting yep. every single time. It doesn't matter where they are. You know, the scene is the same and that's my bitch. It's like, Frank, Frank, how many steps would that be for a normal three step? <laughs> three, uh, eight. Is that three Frank steps or three, yeah, eight. Or three eight. Steps? Eight. eight for me. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Frank, yeah. I know it's uh, uh, coming it's up for an hour yeah. and a half now. Yeah. All right, no, yeah. I appreciate it. We, we definitely appreciate it. Um, I'm going to have you, – you, can you plug uh, Western, the, the org, the uh, website for these guys? The website. So, yeah, if guys are interested, we got – there's actually – because we've got the two smaller organizations, westernprecisionrifle.org is the one for here in uh, northern Wyoming and the, and the Montana area. And then uh, WICO, and I – I don't actually have their website, but it's yeah, Colin that's Boston's. Collins, right? Wyco is that's what Colin Col stuff. Yep, and then yep. Pawnees, and, uh, and Colorado's getting together with it, and yeah, Colin and Nick Everschmidt, and so they got they've got four venues down there. We've got seven of them up, up here, but we're all kind of running under the same small community uh, mindset, and but we're just trading back trading information back and forth to help each other out. Um, so both of those, and we got our first match coming up next weekend in uh, Townsend, Montana. I'll just say, man, like I never thought when I was doing the cup every time, like down at rifles only, mm -hmm. we, we never really pied in the sky. Like, wouldn't this be great if everybody was shooting the cup? We just focused on that event. 
You know, we wanted that event to be good. And if we got an extra 10 people, the next one, that's good. Let's, let's just grow. We just want a right angle. We didn't want, you know, a straight line up. We wanted a right angle to say we were always growing, but it's, 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 you know, I think what happens is people, people are looking at the horizon and, and not seeing what's right in front of them kind of. And, and that's, that's kind of like, if, 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 if you, if you manage the problem right in front of you, the horizon is going to eventually get there. Don't worry about it. And when you get there, you'll be in a stronger position instead of like now to me, like the PRS problem is they have no process in place, right? They, they grew and they added venues, but they never added a process to manage these venues, never added a mechanism for, growth and sustainability without the drama. So they didn't think about scale because they never thought about scale. They were too busy lining their pockets. And, and so that's the thing is you got to look at the scale and scales only work if the foundation is strong. So you build a good, strong foundation now. And then when you start getting up there in the air, the foundation's not cracking and crumbling and you're not leaning and tipping and knocking people off because you never built a strong foundation from the beginning. So simplify it, build a strong thing and just know it'll scale naturally. It's kind of how I see it. Yeah. That's my bitch. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Thanks very much, Frank, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. I'm going to stop the recording. You guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of it. Thanks for Phil and Pete for coming on and letting me talk the entire time. (laughs) And uh, we, we will talk to you guys later. We're out.